and a new segment called Behind Enemy Lines. And uh, this week, the Vikings play the Colts. So we're going to talk to current coach Cato June. But more importantly, Cato June, I got to talk to him because we got some stories to share back in our college days. Uh, played at Michigan. We're going to talk a little Michigan college football, Big Ten football as well. Get his thoughts on uh, P.J. Fleck. But I want to thank Cato June for joining me on the Ron Johnson Show. Cato, uh, man, let's jump out there. First of all, man, I'm excited because all year I've been forgetting – to follow up with players like i'll talk to a player and they're like oh yeah man i'm coaching now so on and so forth and uh guys we played against antoine randall uh he actually came to minnesota i didn't realize he was with the lions and so i had no idea i'm down there on the sideline and everything never even thought to go see him i finally saw i don't know if you remember uh, marquan manual uh eminem played safety at florida yep. state he was in our draft class as well did the combine with the senior bowl he now coaches for the jets so i got a chance to see him with sauce gardner uh, the past time the Vikings were at home. And so now I get to see Reggie Wayne and Cato June. And uh, I can't wait to see Reggie because Reggie told me, I remember when I came to coach for the coach, Reggie was at receiver. Reggie told me, he's like, man, he and he was making jokes in the lunchroom with Joseph Adai. He's like, man, when I'm retired, man, I don't know how Ron does it. I'm not coaching. And now look at him. The other shoe <laughs> has fallen because he is now coaching the receivers for the Indianapolis coach. So I cannot wait. When y'all get to town on Friday, man, I'm going to have to check y'all out. Come down to the hotel for a little bit. Quick second before I got to get home because my kids got softball and stuff. So I know my wife won't let me stay out too late. But one, I'm excited, man. You guys are coming here. But but first of all, man, talk about that. You're now a coach in the NFL. You've, you've gone through the college ranks. Uh, how has it been as an NFL coach? Man, it's been awesome, man. It's just, I guess it's, it's another part of the journey. And you look at it and, and uh, people always say, you know, coaching grown folks, guys that make more money and all that. I think that the beauty of it is, you know, playing in the NFL, being a former player, you automatically get that, that connection uh, being back, you know, in the building, back around the guys in the locker room. Uh, so that part of it. And then it's nostalgic because I'm back where I started, you know, so I'm getting my mm -hmm. start NFL, my NFL start where my, you know, you know, playing start where, you know, my coaching start in, in the same place. So that, that part is, 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 is been, you know, at first, you know, it's, it's a little nostalgic. Then it's like, okay, now I got to spend these hours in this room and go, go to work. So uh, that's been great, man. We have a great staff. I think that part of it helps everything, you know, being around a bunch of great individuals, guys I can grow and learn from that's been in the, in the game and coaching some of them longer than I'm, then I'm alive and alive, you know, so that experience <laughs> right there is invaluable to me. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to what's next. And this is, it's been a great start, man. Jeff Saturday, one of your teammates now comes back to be head coach. Uh, what was that like knowing that, Hey man, this is a guy that I played with. I used to blitz the a gap on him, And now he's in here trying to help us get the ship right. Uh, what is it like playing for a former teammate? Or coaching, weird, sorry, coaching uh, with the former you know, like team. Yeah. Right, right. Um, it's weird because you, you look at it, you know, and, and everything, like I said, with the change with Coach Wright and, you know, who's an awesome individual, awesome coach, um, and, you know, saying the, the coach went a different direction, that sort of thing. But then they bring in a guy that who you have an instant connection with, a guy mm -hmm. that uh, has an understanding of the locker room and that locker room and that place, yeah. this town. Um, so many connections in that space. Um, and then, like I said, you, you, you went to war with, you won with, you lost with, uh, you won championship with. And, and it's, and it's, like I said, it's all coming full circle. Um, and just being around guys, like-minded guys. And we got Reggie Wayne in there. You have, 
you know, Mike Mitchell, who's a, a younger guy, I didn't play with him, but, you know, younger former player. Scotty Montgomery is a former player. Like, yeah. you have, you know, Bubba Ventron, the special teams coordinator. You got all these former players. So, um, and I'm not saying that, you know, it's, I just think it's a cool environment. You know, it's a cool environment mm-hmm. to be around a bunch of former players, guys that have the same experience and like experience in the NFL and, and all working towards the same goal. And when you think about that culture, like you said, you, you coming back as a player, Reggie Wayne, you guys uh, played under Tony Dungy. I was able to be there, coach a couple years with Tony, one year as a, as a intern, and then another year with Jim Caldwell. Uh, when you think about that championship culture, Jeff Saturday for sure knows it. And so many people outside of your building questioned uh, the move by Jim Irsay, but clearly, I mean, gets along with the guys, knows the players, knows the coaches already, already has an instant fit as a head coach. Um, what is it about that championship culture that Jim Irsay knew that Jeff Saturday had that a lot of people don't understand what you guys are building? You know, some people have that it factor in terms of being around people and just can connect with people. Like I said, you know, being a former player, being a guy that's, uh, you know, been in that locker room uh, and, and just has a different understanding and different perspective from, you know, maybe somebody who hasn't had that experience doesn't make it good or bad. Mm-hmm. It's just a different perspective. And I think sometimes that, you know, that goes kind of, it's like a, it's like one of those things that we may or may not value uh, a lot, but I think that from the former player sector guys, especially guys that are coaching, they understand mm-hmm. exactly what that means. And I think that the beauty of that, some of that, you know, the part of, of, of Jeff is, is so great is that he's being his authentic self. He's not trying to put on. He's being who he is and who he believes in. And I think a lot of us that had the opportunity to play for Tony Dungy, uh, you know, we're able to be our authentic selves. And and he mm-hmm. did it better than anybody. Hey, I'm going to be who I am, and this is how I've been, you know, I'm a coach, oh, yeah. and this is what I believe, and, this, and, and I'm going to do it at a high level, and I'm going to be professional, and I'm going to win. Like, you can see it works. You know, you don't have to fall into this box of what a coach sounds and looks like. And you can always appreciate that coming from Dungy. And now, like I said, coming, you know, coming from Jeff, it's like cut from that same cloth, a guy that who's yeah. being who is authentic self and has the ability in the presence to capture a room and and connect and have an instant connection with the guys. Yeah, and when you think about uh, you know, transitioning a little bit, we're gonna go off topic. We'll get back to the little NFL talk. But I gotta talk to you, man, about University of Michigan, man. You you're your alma mater. Uh, you played safety there. You wore the number two there. Uh, I got to I gotta give it to you guys, man. My cousin, Makari Page, is playing safety there, now wearing number seven. Uh, so, so I definitely root for you guys as long as you're not playing Minnesota. I was hoping Michigan made it and stayed in the college football championship. I was hoping it worked out the way it did, which it did, Ohio State and Michigan. But when you talk about Ohio State, and, and so many people had Ohio State ahead of you guys all season, and for the second year in a row, Michigan found a way to put their foot on the throat of Ohio State. I know, one, you were excited. Uh, but two, what is it about Michigan uh, and just the bravado? Because, you know, you look at the, the Michigan State, Michigan uh, guy, uh, I think it was Devin Bush, you know, messing up the Michigan State, you know, middle of the field. I remember we played you guys and Larry Foote, you know, and, and those guys and you guys come running around while we're trying to r- warm up and, you know, yapping and talking and blah, blah. And, you know, it, you guys always had that. You know, what what is it about Michigan uh, that they continue to, you know, even though they have to reload and maybe have a couple, you know, year or two off, but they find a way to reload it and get back to greatness. What is it about Michigan that, that continues to do that? You know what? I think that 
you know, once again, another another former player guy, right? Jim Harbaugh, who has, is is very um, different in his approach. However, in terms of you know, and I say different, meaning uh, you're thinking outside the box, uh, and and he's done an awesome job of bringing in guys and instilling a culture. And if you look at it, you know, he's really been the only steady thing around there. Like they've had a lot of coaches come and go, but he's been able to instill the culture um, in the in the in the brand of the locker room so that the guys that come in there, uh, you know, understand and know what it takes and understand what, you know, what, what it is to, to wear the winged helmet and, and what that player is made of character wise, how he operates, how he practices, how he prepares. Uh, and he's done an awesome job of that. You know, it helps when you have great players as well, right? You bring those guys in and they perform. Uh, but at some point, you know, you have to stand up and say, Hey, you know, this is who we are going to, this is who we're going to be. And this is how we're going to operate. And I think he's done an awesome job, especially looking at the last few years, you know, uh, you know, being able to go in and, and finally knock off Ohio and, you know, and if they come again in the championship, we're going to knock them off again. And, you know, we'll go on our little <laughs> run and, I, and I'm looking forward to, it. I, I got sick of having to take junk off of everybody because we weren't competitive in that game. And, and and we all know that at the end of the day, if you can't beat your rival, then it's going to be tough to, you know, stay around there. But say you got Taquan Lewis, you got uh, Paris Campbell, two Ohio State grads. How much crap have you given them uh, this season after that loss? Oh, man, it's been beautiful. It's been beautiful. <laughs> I, I, you know, and, then, and it's double down, too, because, you know, they got to wear the blue every day. I'm like, oh, you. You just love blue, don't you? You love it, eh? Like, really, you're going to go there? Like, seriously? Like, and it, and it hurts them. And and you know what I love about it? That it does hurt them. You know why? Because now it means something again. Because in the past, you know, it, it really wasn't, you know, it was, oh, we beat Michigan, whatever, you know. But now, hey, the fact that, you know, Michigan wins and, and we're on top and, you know, we're back to being, hey, Michigan, Ohio, hey, one of these two got to but, – but both of them can't stand on top, right? Uh, right. You know, and it means something to those guys. So – now I look back, I'm like, wow, just, you know, you're talking about 20 years ago and, and in another 20 years, it'll be the same thing, that cycle. And that's, that's the beauty of that, that, you know, that rivalry and the, you know, the Big Ten and, and just everything that, about it, because, you know, it doesn't matter what era you played in, like certain things should always be. And, you know, we're going to go up there and we're going to take the brown jug or keep the brown jug, I should say, away from you guys. And then we'll go down and beat Ohio. <laughs> That's just what it is. <laughs> you just, we we ain't even talking about the brown jug. I ain't even gonna go there. We we ain't talking I, I about PJ Fleck. Man. You know, it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. PJ Fleck <laughs> has got some stuff ready for hardball. We'll see. We got some recruits coming in this week. Uh, got some transfers possibly. So you know, we got a new quarterback in Ethan Calig Manis. So I'm looking forward to. It. I definitely have to get okay. you back on there once when, once I get that jug because I'm gonna get a replica and put it right here on my desk. Uh, but but looking at your <laughs> career. Uh, you and I had a chance to connect in college. We played against each other. I was friends with Larry Foote. Uh, so I got to meet like you and Todd Howard early on, David Terrell. And uh, one thing I remember about you is, man, you were a fat safety. You were you were just a big safety. <laughs> and then <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. And then Tony Dungy saw what I saw and he said, you know what? That's not a safety, man. That's a linebacker. And you were blessed with the opportunity for Tony Dungy to turn you into a Tampa 2 linebacker, got you a Super Bowl. So when you think about that transition with Tony Dungy, uh, was that like an easy – because you're a coach now, and now you kind of understand, like, hey, man, I might you, you, you want to play receiver, but I need you to play tight end. 
Uh, but when you look at that, you know, being a safety and they say, hey, we want to draft you, but you're going to have to be a, a linebacker. Uh, and then, you know, end up being a really good one with Tony Dungy in that Tampa 2 defense. Uh, when you look back on that, what did Tony Dungy kind of like, how did he breathe that into life for you? You know what? Like the way I looked at it from from day one was and we always just have jokes. And, you know, that was our thing. Big safeties. You know, that, that's who we were. You know, we, we call ourselves big safeties. And and, you know, at the end of the day, you know, you got to tackle with the linebackers. You know, you got to yeah. be able to run with the DBs. That's kind of the, the way we looked at it um, as a smaller, you know, linebacker guy that's just, a, you know, a, a speed, what you would call a speed guy or undersized guy, which is far more popular yeah. now than it was then. Like, it just didn't exist. Oh, yeah. Uh, but the thing about it was he gives you an example. Hey, look, here's Derek Brooks. This guy's, you know, the same thing, undersized, um, and is able to do – the things that we want to do. And it's, and then when you look at it from a coaching standpoint, it's all technique. Like, hey, you know, hand placement, striking, strike, shocking his head, you know, footwork, first step, like tackling. Like, this is how you're going to tackle. We're going to we're gonna combat the size with speed. You know, we're going to be quicker than you to the punch. Like, and all those things, when you look at it, at the end of the day, it's, 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 it's the formula for, you know, any success at any position. And that was the beauty right. of it. Like, hey, this is this is the formula. This is how we're going to operate. This is what we're going to stick to. And we're going to stay the course and we're going to be better at it. You know, we're going to do the same thing, yes. But we're going to be better at you at it because we're going to do it 10,000 times. And, and that's the kind of mindset. You know, we wanted to be fast, physical, and guys that were, you know, aggressive to the football and took the ball away. Uh, and that's who we, you know, that's who we were. And every guy that, you know, thrived in that system, you know, was that. It was a guy that was fast, he was physical, and he could take the ball away. And looking at the guys you play with, I mean, you play with some some future Hall of Famers, some Hall of Famers. Uh, you know, when you think about Reggie Wayne, Marvin Harris, and all those guys, uh, Edron James, uh, you got Tony Dungy, Hall of Fame coach. Uh, but when you think about Tony Dungy, you know, he really lived the uncommon life. He taught the uncommon life. Uh, I remember being there, him telling Coach Tisserlink, like, hey, we got a lot of women and children today. At least keep the curse words to about 10% of what you're used to. Uh, and so Tony really lived it. You know, he made sure that, you know, people understood that was his life. Uh, what, what, how did he kind of help you become, a, you know, become who you are? You know, and, and it was a beautiful thing because you really didn't feel comfortable, you know, speaking in a certain manner around him, even as a player, right? So, yeah. Uh, and, and you saw the coaches felt the same way. Uh, and it just creates a different atmosphere. And what what I saw was that my entire life, my entire football life, I've been lied to because a coach has to talk this way. A coach has to mm -hmm. speak this way at you. And he didn't do any of that. And all we did was yeah. win. So it was like all he did was make guys better players or good players better. Like all he did was probably he's going to end up with coaching maybe 10 or 12, 15, I don't know, Hall of Fame guys. He's a Hall of Fame. The GM's a Hall of Fame. Like, this is crazy. Like, so it taught me that there is a different way that you can have success. You can be who you are and have success. And you can be a Christian man and speak to people <laughs> like like adults and, and, yeah. and still hold people to a high expectation without having to be verbally abusive. That's what I learned right. the most. You know, because you just don't have to do that. And, and, and yes, right. it's a violent game. It's physical. And everybody's personality is different. 
And that's what I loved about him because he let people be who they are. Like you say, he told Terling, hey, just, just keep it to a minimum. And you respected that because he's like, hey, he's yeah. being kind of who's being a rapper. He didn't know who right. he was. Hey, I'm going to let this guy rest in peace, Terrell. I'm going to let him be who he is because he's going to be able to help us win and help these guys get better. But at the same time, hey, you know, perspective. He puts things in perspective. Right. And that was the beauty of, you know, having great leadership. A guy like that is like, man, you know, it just it just changes the way you think about everything. Yeah, we're behind enemy lines with Cato June, coach, uh, linebacker, Super Bowl linebacker, and now coach, coach uh, over there getting those guys ready to go. They're going to play the Minnesota Vikings on a Saturday. So Jeff Saturday walking into U.S. Bank Saturday, uh, Stadium on a Saturday. It's going to leave on a Saturday. Uh, but when you guys sit back and watch film, because I know you, you said you guys watch film and and you've been dissecting this. Just We're not even going to talk about Justin Jefferson. Because uh, as a linebacker coach, you guys are kind of worried about the running backs, quarterbacks, up front stuff. Uh, you do have the over routes, we know that. But when you guys, uh, when you look at the national stories on Kirk Cousins, there's not a lot of trust in them. Mm-hmm. But when you watch film on Kirk Cousins, uh, was there something that that what is something that keeps you up at night? You know, worried about what Kirk Cousins might be able to do in this offense. You know, he can make every throw. He has time. You let him sit back there. He can make every throw. Um, he has great targets to throw the football to. Um, and when they get the ball out on time, they do a great job. And that's the, those are the things that you have to try to disrupt, uh, get his timing off, you know, get him out of his comfort zone, you know, because when mm-hmm. you watch the tape and you can say, all right, you can listen to all the, you know, the news, media, and people being critical of him, but you watch the tape and you're like, oh, that's a good throw. Oh, wow, that's that's mm-hmm. that's, that's a good throw. That's a good throw. You know, and being able – and – if if you're not careful, you know, and you don't keep the pocket, he's not he's not a slouch running the running the football. I think he has, right. you know, he's like tied with third most touchdowns by a quarterback in the last few years or something crazy like that. So a stat I saw. So um, he's a guy that can get it done. And when you have dangerous weapons and you don't get people off their base, it it could be it could be you know a nightmare for you. I mean, you think about, you know, your your position linebacker, you got Jonathan Taylor, one of the best running backs in the NFL. You got Quentin Nelson, one of the best guards in the NFL. What makes that run game so powerful and explosive when you look at those two guys starting up front? What they say, uh, you know, when you got those furniture movers and, and, and guys that can, <laughs> you know, Taylor is, is, a, is a guy that is, man, he's slick, he's powerful, he can run, he's fast, like he's, He's very, you know, he's sneaky dynamic, right? Like, so when you mm-hmm. watch him run, it's, you know, it's like, wow, he's got some size. He got real good speed, and he's, and he's very slick, good vision, uh, falls forward. You know, that's a nightmare for you when you're a linebacker, right? I'm going to go against this guy right here. It's like almost like Fred Taylor-esque, you know? And, right. Uh, you know, when, you have, when you're putting it together and – and those big guys up front are, are, are moving people. It's, 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 it could be a long day for you. It could be a long day for you. And, and that's, that's the beauty of watching, you know, watching them run and watching those guys work. Because uh, when they put it together, uh, it's a beautiful thing. And when you think about, you know, look at all the, the relationships you've built, all the places you guys have gone to, uh, all the stadiums you've played in. Um, it, it, you've just, I mean, you know, you've lived a blessed life. Uh, what is because you're coaching young guys now, young linebackers. I'll never forget. Uh, I don't know if you were still there. You might have been gone, but I never forget being in like my first meeting with Tony Dungy for training camp and him telling I think Philip Wheeler was the linebacker 
and Philip Wheeler had like a question about like what he could wear because uh, the FBI was in town. You know how they do that. And he brought up like a bulletproof vest. And Tony Dungy was like, if you got to wear a bulletproof vest, I don't know where you're going at night, Philip, but you're probably not going to make this team if that's where you like to hang out. So, so what's some words of wisdom you've given to your lo- young linebackers this season? You know what? Like the, the beauty of it is like being being in the present, right? Enjoying the moment. Yeah. And because you you as a young player, a lot of times you you really can't see the future. Um, and and when I when I mean by that is that the future comes faster than you realize, and before yeah. you know it, you know you're not playing anymore, right? And so right. Yeah. the things that you miss are the are the daily things that you you don't really cherish, like be in the moment, be in the present, like. Hey, we're in a meeting of, you know, a two-hour meeting. Enjoy that two-hour meeting. If if you got 15 minutes in the locker room before practice, enjoy that 15 minutes because those are the times that you're going to remember and, and, and miss when it's all taken away. And then you want to make sure that you're taking advantage of all the time that you have, however long it is. Right. If you're blessed to play, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten years, that's awesome. You know, but that's not the, the reality for most people. So really it's just enjoying uh, the moments. And enjoying the people that 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 you're around and you're blessed to be connected to, because um, you know you're connected to them for a reason, and and you just never know when that light is gonna get shut off, and, and it's over, and it, and it, you know for most people there's no parties, no parade, it's just you know on to the next, and right. and and all you have is your memories, <laughs> you know, so oh, enjoy yeah. that precious present, live in the moment. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's some great advice. Last one before we get out of here behind enemy lines with Cato June. I'm Ron Johnson. This is the Ron Johnson Show on the Locked On Sports Minnesota Podcast Network. And Cato, last one, man. Like you and Reggie Wayne, you know, and all the former guys, but it seems like you two still have a great relationship. So when you look at a guy like Justin Jefferson, because I know Reggie has his, his thoughts on it, uh, what do you see? Because you played with Marvin Harrison, Reggie Wayne. You played against some great ones as well, Randy Moss, so on and so forth. Um, uh, when you watch Justin Jefferson on film, last one for me out of here, what do you guys as coaches and yourself personally, when you see Justin Jefferson, what is the something about that you see in him that's like, man, this kid can be a Hall of Famer or this is this is the future of the NFL? You know what? A guy like that, he's definitely a guy that could be a future Hall of Famer. Um, just by his ability to to be a a big play guy, he's he's so dynamic catching the football. Like he makes more contested catches than than anybody that you that you're gonna watch, right? And anytime yeah. you have that ability um, to make a lot of contested catches, and you make the the, the other ones look easy, like you know, we, like you said, you you mentioned playing with Marvin and Reggie, they just caught everything. Right, and so yeah. it didn't seem like much unless you get one of those ooh that you know all, all the kids they want to see the ooh catches. Like, what about the normal ones that you don't really think they make really look easy, but they're you know for the other guys and you know you play the position like some of those catches are are, are pretty difficult that they really make look easy, and he makes them look yeah. easy because he makes so con- so many contested catches, and yeah. uh, having the ability to move after the catch with the ball like he does, uh, you know, it just makes him super dynamic. 
and, and, and tough to plan for, you know. So it's fun to watch them when you're not playing them. Um, so uh, hopefully we, you know, we'll put three or four guys on them. Maybe let, I think we put six guys on them. Maybe, maybe he's, he's type of guy. You put four guys on them, they still make a catch. It's like, man, how did he catch that? But, uh, <laughs> strong Come up with guys, a new coverage. You, know, you just got What'd you say? <laughs> Go cover the new cover, cover 18. That's just the coverage. <laughs> I ain't kicking something, man. You got, you got, you got to put it in. You know, you know what the best coverage is? Get after the quarterback. Cause then you can't never get the, <laughs> get the ball off. And then all right, that's the best coverage for him. <laughs> He's a good well, man, player, I want to thank you for joining me. Man, I want to thank you for joining me on the Ron Johnson show, man. I look forward Stop. to catching up with you this weekend. Uh, much blessings to you the rest of the way. We'll see you on Friday. I will, hopefully, and then Saturday for sure on the field. Uh, but that's Cato June. I'm Ron Johnson. This is the Ron Johnson Show. And remember, people, you can find Locked On Sports Minnesota on Amazon Fire and Roku. Just download the app, Locked On Sports Minnesota, on your TV. You can get all the videos, all the shows. You can get all the content. And also, wherever you get your podcast, just check out Locked On Sports Minnesota and the Ron Johnson Show. But thank you. Have a great one.